What is the most effective way to curb climate change and carbon dioxide emissions has been the seemingly age-old question since the issue was first brought to the globe's attention decades ago. If we break things down into more manageable chunks, a clearer picture of the biggest contributors to carbon dioxide emerges, and energy production takes up the lion's share. Welcome to Energy Insights. In this episode, we'll be looking at how the new Just Energy Transition Partnership deals can help Asia move its energy sector away from fossil fuels. Looking at the situation, it would be reasonable to assume that the best way to reduce carbon emissions and divert climate change would be to convert dirty energy coming from the likes of coal, gas and oil to cleaner alternatives like renewables. This is, however, easier said than done. For years, the globe has failed to significantly cut back on its carbon footprint when it comes to energy production. The situation as a whole becomes a sticky issue for a continent like Asia, where many of its rapidly developing economies and growing middle classes require huge sums of cheap and accessible energy if living standards are to reach those of wealthier countries. As things stand, coal is still the primary source of energy for countries like Indonesia, India, Vietnam and China, just to name a few. The situation at hand is especially important when it comes to keeping global warming below 2 degrees Celsius, the agreed-upon target set at COP21 in Paris back in 2015. Yet, much of Asia is still reliant on coal. The result is the continent vastly contributing to projections that put the planet on course with 2.8 degrees of warming, according to a report by the United Nations Environment Program released last year. This kind of warming is predicted to have dire consequences for economies, natural ecosystems, and people's health. So what could actually help countries like those found in Asia move away from coal-dominated energy systems? To understand things better, we'll have to go to South Africa, where the first Just Energy Transition Partnership was agreed upon in 2021 between richer countries and South Africa that would help it move away from fossil fuels. The decommissioning, the repowering, and the repurposing of coal-fired power stations and the rollout of renewable energy. But our ability to do so will be determined by the extent of support that we receive from developed economies. The political declaration that we announced this week with governments of France, Germany, the United Kingdom and the United States as well as the European Union, represents an important breakthrough in this effort. That was South Africa's president, Cyril Ramaphosa, giving a speech at COP26 in 2021, when the Just Energy Transition Partnership deal was made. The news back then made headlines, as it was the first partnership of its kind that would see wealthier countries contribute $8.5 billion to South Africa to help it transition to clean energy. Foreign Policy magazine called the agreement the most impressive thing to come out of COP26. Others, like the United Kingdom's COP26 climate envoy, John Merton, called it a model for other countries to follow. I think it's a, it's a really innovative partnership because for the first time it brings together um, a lot of the major uh, donor community countries like the UK, the US, the EU, France and Germany. And it brings them together with a country like South Africa that set out a very clear climate ambition. And uh, we're seeking now to work together with the South African government to help you deliver on your climate goals. So in that sense, it's a model for other countries to take forward. So what does a Just Energy Transition Partnership look like exactly? And what are the benefits? First, it comes down to money, and transitioning to a new clean energy system unfortunately doesn't come cheap. 
Many developing countries already face multiple challenges, like alleviating poverty and providing quality education and healthcare. This makes it difficult for them to invest the money needed to transition to clean energy. This is where a just energy transition partnership comes in to support the country's move away from fossil fuels like coal. The financial support comes in the form of what is known as grants, concessional loans, technical support, guarantees, and it can also make room for more private sector financing. One area where just energy transition partnerships could have a significant role to play is supporting developing countries to close down coal-fired power plants early. Usually, coal power plants are online for around 46 years, and according to a study in the Journal of Nature Communications, this needs to be reduced to 15 years if temperature rise is to be halted at 1.5 degrees Celsius. However, decommissioning power plants incurs huge costs that are normally paid off during the lifetime of the plant. This is where a Just Energy Transition Partnership deal can come in to support the early retirement of coal power plants by offering financial incentives to do so or reducing the costs. From a climate change perspective, the closure of coal-fired power plants, one of the leading contributors to carbon dioxide, couldn't be more urgent. Just Energy Transition Partnerships have also been celebrated by commentators due to the fact that they are, so to speak, tailor-made for the country they're taking place in. This is a huge shift away from the development models used in the past, where wealthy countries would impose packages and projects without inputs from the recipient nation, sometimes leading to huge failures and maldevelopments across a range of issues. Instead, just energy transition partnerships are co-created to find a middle way. In particular, there's been a lot of emphasis placed on the fact that the deals will support many industries, communities and individuals reliant on fossil fuels to making a living to transition to other industries in a smoother way. Mafalda Duarte, the CEO of Climate Investment Funds, says that potentially millions of vulnerable people reliant on fossil fuel value chains need to be accounted for, especially in developing countries. So, so I think it's also important, uh, in, and, and from my own perspective, I always like to raise this point, um, this agenda of coal transition is a lot more complex than, the, the, than adding new renewable energy capacity. Um, and this is because of the nature of this coal uh, value chain and the fact that millions of people depend on this uh, value chain across geographies and across sectors. Um, and so what is really needed is this economy-wide um, perspective on these impacts and also then local and regional and national just transition plans that really take a look at all affected groups, potentially affected groups by this transition. Back in November 2022, at the G20 summit in Indonesia, a new Just Energy Transition Partnership deal for the host country worth $20 billion was in the works, and it was stronger in almost every sense compared to its South African predecessor. How successful Just Energy Transition Partnership deals were elsewhere largely relied on if this deal would go through at the G20. The $20 billion partnership between Indonesia and other countries, namely the United States and Japan, focused on the energy sector and placed an emphasis on coal. With the deal through, if it achieves its formidable goals, Indonesia is expected to reach net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. This is a decade ahead of its original schedule. It would also see its deployment of renewable energy double during this time to replace the coal that it loses. 
globally speaking, Indonesia's Just Energy Transition Partnership is a monumental and progressive step forward, as coal accounts for over 60% of its carbon emissions. In 2019, it was ranked as the fifth largest greenhouse gas emitter worldwide. So without finding a way to shut down coal power plants early in places like Indonesia, the planet is set to breach the limits of warming outlined in the Paris Agreement. Yet, not every part of Indonesia's Just Energy Transition Partnership deal is good news, and there do seem to be many challenges ahead. The climate research company Transition Zero found that it would actually cost $37 billion to buy out Indonesia's existing coal power plant infrastructure, $17 billion more than the current deal. Adding on investments to renewable energy would also add to the final cost dramatically, as Indonesia's past investment on renewables has been far below what is actually needed. Another concern is the failure to account for the sheer dominance of the coal industry in Indonesia's economy. Coal mines employ around 250,000 people in Indonesia and account for 61% of its energy supply. As a result, this has led to an abundance of cheap energy fueled by coal, which actually makes it difficult for renewable energy to compete. The new Just Energy Transition Partnership deal could help reduce coal's dominance, and encouragingly, Transition Zero also projects that clean energy would create six jobs for each one lost from shutting down coal power plants early. However, politics will surely play a role. The coal lobby in Indonesia has significant influence. In the past, the country has tried to reduce coal production through government policy, but failed spectacularly, mostly due to the coal lobby's influence across sectors. Today, Indonesia is producing 663 million tonnes of coal that are exempt from sales tax and enjoy discounted export tariffs. So while there are challenges, all things considered, the Indonesian deal is a boost to getting one of the world's largest coal-based economies off fossil fuels and moving towards cleaner sources of energy. Climate change's impacts and the urgency to act rapidly grow by the day. The Just Energy Transition Partnership deals could act as a significant turning point and a means to accelerate decarbonisation without sacrificing development goals for many countries worldwide. As for climate, keeping fossil fuels in the ground and retiring coal power plants early, like what the deal is attempting in Indonesia, are some of the fastest ways to avoid the worst impacts from climate change. Other big Asian economies are already working on new Just Energy Transition Partnership deals, with Vietnam and India next in line. It seems as though the clean energy transition has just received a big boost. If you found this episode valuable, please don't forget to subscribe to our channel, share it with your friends or colleagues, and visit our website at energytracker.asia for more. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time on Energy Insights.